San bonani bo la vie, san bonani bo baby, dumelang. How are you? Um, it's been a while. My name is Lulu, this is Luluology, and welcome back. So firstly, I am going to say that I know that it's been a while since the last Luluology episode came out. I know the last Luluology came, yeah, the last Luluology episode came out in October. The thing is, this space, this safe space, which I want to create on my podcast is a space that I want to keep outside of this idea of capitalism where I need to upload content even when I cannot or even when I'm not in the space or even when I'm too busy. I don't want to make this into a chore for me. I want to keep this as something that I love doing aside something for me and not feed into this idea of capitalism that if I'm doing something, it has to either become like a job or if my hobby is something that I need to profit off of it or I need to upload even when I can't. This is a safe space and I want to keep it a safe space for myself as much as I'm keeping it a safe space for those who will be listening. So as much as I love and I appreciate that you still listen to Luloology and that you are excited for new episodes, they're coming. <laughs> Maybe just not when you think they are. Um but yeah thank you so much for coming back. Um as I said before, I'm Lulu and let's get right into this episode. So if you've seen the title, this is Genesis, the first episode of the Fat Phobia Files. So what's going to happen in the Fat Phobia Files is that I'm going to be speaking about fat phobia. Um, just fat phobia as it exists. And I'm going to have some of my fat friends come on and we're going to speak about our experiences as being fat people. And I feel like it's a very important that we speak about fat phobia because it's so overlooked in most intersectional people will claim to be intersectional and they really not because fat people are not seen as people who who need that help. So I'm just going to give out the trigger warnings for this episode um, we are going to be talking about fat phobia, we're going to be talking about misogyny, we're going to be talking about um, health, and we're going to be talking about racism. Um, this is called Genesis, which is the first, you know, for my Bible, for my Jesus uh, fandom people. Um, and we're going to be speaking about the origins of fat phobia from what we know. So I am going to be quoting a few scholarly books. I'm going to be quoting a few articles and as well as one book that I read, which is called um, The Racial Origins of Fat Phobia, Fearing the Black Body by Sabrina Strings. Okay, so let's get right into it. Um, fat phobia by definition is the intense fear or dislike of becoming fat and fat bodies. So we all have seen or spoken about fat phobia and people always be like, I'm not fat phobic. I'm not scared of being fat. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are. And people are saying like, why would I be scared of being fat? Like there's nothing awful that happens when you're fat. No, people are scared of being fat because of one thing and that is weight based discrimination weight-based discrimination basically means that certain people are discriminated against because they fall above a certain size so weight-based discrimination is rooted in fat phobia as we all know and weight-based discrimination is the best known environmental contributor to development of eating disorders and um it's rooted in the social cultural like idealization of thinness thinness is idealized in society in the society in which we live in thinness is regarded as 
something that we should all strive for. That's why when people see fat people, they feel the need to give them advice on how to lose weight because everyone has this idea that we all want to strive towards thinness and no one wants to be fat. Everyone wants to be thin because thinness is what we aspire towards, right? So everyone thinks that everyone wants to be thin. Everyone thinks everyone wants to be skinny. And that's the problem. (laughs) So why does everyone think people need to be skinny? It's because we all know that thin privilege exists, right? So thin privilege means you have greater access to resources and opportunities and you don't face discrimination or face less discrimination in society than fat people. So when we're talking about faceless discrimination or don't face as much discrimination, we're talking about the fact that thin black people have it easier than fat black people. Thin women have it easier than fat women. Thin queer people have it much easier than fat queer people. And I feel like the queer community is one of those communities where fat phobia is really, really rife. And we are going to be speaking about it in other episodes. This is only the first episode. But I want you to take into consideration what compliments are considered when we are in the, com- in the queer community. Um, that's so skinny. Skinny legend. <laughs> those are compliments. That, those are the highest compliments paid to people. That they are so skinny and they are skinny legends. And we see it so much in the queer community where the word skinny is thrown around as if it is the highest compliment to be paid. So I want us to think about that. Why do I sound like a lecturer? (laughs) I want us to think about that where the word skinny is used as a compliment. However, the word fat will never be used as a compliment. No one will say, oh my goodness, fat legend. Oh my goodness, uh, that is so fat. In a complimentary manner. Never. No, not in my days. Not in my days we are. Not in my days. So, you know, um, this fear of being fat is rooted in so many things. And today we're going to be talking about racism and religion, the two R's. So let's talk religion. When it comes to all, most religions, um, and I'm going to say this in a way, I know that, you know, a lot of people are going to listen to this and say, you're reaching Lionel Richie or whatever. But I think it's very important that we critically talk about the things that we follow. So we're talking about religion and fat phobia. Firstly, most religions preach that gluttony is a sin. So we all know that gluttony is overeating, the greed of food, whatnot, whatnot. And if you're gluttonous, then you're going to be fat. There's no if, what, whatever. People consider people who are fat as gluttonous. People who can't control how much they eat. People who eat too much. People who overeat. That is what fat people are considered to be. People who lack control and lack a moral compass. Because if you're if you are gluttonous, that means you're sinning. And if you're sinning, that means you're far from God. Fat people are considered to be spiritually corrupt in every single manner when we talk about it. So when fat people are considered, they're considered to be spiritually corrupt, morally far from God, um, unable to control themselves, right? So fat phobia and religion 
are interlinked at the root of that being fat in itself is considered sinful just existing as a fat people as a fat person makes you sinful because why are you fat if you are not gluttonous if you are just someone who lacks control that is what people think about when they see fat people they see people who are in who do not know how to control themselves who do not know how to handle themselves and henceforth the act of being fat is already morally wrong the act of being fat is already sinful right and then the next r is racism so being fat wasn't always considered a bad thing i think if we look back into history especially european history um we can see times during the 16th 16th 15th 14th centuries where being fat was considered the pinnacle of beauty we've seen paintings of women who were extremely like who were bigger who were fat who had more you know just who weren't thin so one of the artists who painted in that era and who focused on uh, painting people and what was considered the ideal body type or was considered the body type at the time is peter paul rubens and you can totally check his art out um, and you'll see that the women that he painted were not thin right these women were considered the pinnacle of beauty i want that to be kept in mind so what happens um obviously we have slavery and at first it was really easy to tell who was a slave and who wasn't so people who were slaves were black people who weren't slaves were caucasians but as time goes by people are not entirely black or not entirely white these people would be considered what biracial i suppose at this time um and these people are not black nor are they white they mixed what not what not and it's harder to tell if this person is black or white so what do they do it changes it becomes now a matter of the physical being judged so they're going to look at you physically what that meant is that in europe the beauty standard completely changed and became thinness because most black people were not thin right most black people came in and they were considered marvels to be seen upon because they were they had big bums big boobs big bodies tall built different big the word big is what comes in my mind whenever i think about how europeans saw black people at the time black people were big right so for you to distinguish yourself entirely from these people now thinness has to come and be the standard you have to be thin so the beauty standard did change in europe just based on one simple thing slavery and racism racism and slavery so this standard of thinness is still continued and still continues to this day for people to distinguish themselves from black people by being thin right so being thin is just as racial as it is anything else thinness in itself is a racial matter thin privilege weight-based discrimination all these things are rooted in racism right so when we talk about how bodies bodies don't change often but the ideal body type 
does so your body is still going to remain the same for years and years and years and years and years to come but the the beauty standard will change and now we are placed in this place where people have to change their bodies to fit into the body the body standard however the body standard is not that the body standard the beauty standard is not being fat it it hasn't been fat for centuries so fat people are left at a disadvantage throughout these times no matter how the beauty standard changes it never will become fatness so things like the body positivity movement come into play where the body positive positivity movement comes in for marginalized bodies right for people who are marginalized this means disabled people fat people um just people who are marginalized in society based simply off their bodies what their bodies can do what their bodies cannot do what their bodies need so these bodies that we speak about when you speak about body positivity are not thin bodies thin bodies came into the body body positivity movement much later in the game and took over the body positive positivity positivity movement and made it a movement about accepting all bodies when that was not what it was about the body positivity movement was about empowering marginalized bodies because thin people don't need the empowerment of body positivity yes you are thin and yes you have um insecurities or yes you don't like yourself yes you hate yourself yes you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see but that in no way means you are oppressed and i feel like that is what people miss out about when we talk about body positivity and fat phobia you as a thin person coming into the body positivity movement to take over it is fat phobia you are once again marginalizing fat people and disabled people and people can be fat and disabled at the same time i want that to be noted fat people disabled people so on so on in these communities that are supposed to be for them and their protection and what you are doing is marginalizing them by saying i'm coming in as a thin person and i'm taking over which is why i've seen a lot of people a lot of people do attack fat activists when they speak about how then people don't belong in the body positivity movement. They don't need body positivity. They are living off thin privilege. It would be like if we had a movement, and I hate that every single time we have to talk about fatness and what fat people experience, we have to li- uh, liken it to racism. Because that is why we have intersectionality. Fat, black, people face both racism and fat phobia right and when we talk about fat black people we need to realize that fat black people are always put in this position where if you are fat and you are black you are considered the highest level of immoral the highest level of a racial of just racially awful because here you are being these two already sinful things fat and black right so we have a body hierarchical system so the system uh looks at body sizes and shapes and features and rates some bodies over other bodies 
right and the le- and if you are, have a less desirable body then this system um goes against your body and is told and the system will tell you that your body is less desirable your body is less important and the system works in such a way that your body is constantly put down we have a we have billion dollar industries when it comes to weight loss billion dollar industries which target fat people these industries are not a mistake these industries didn't just come by these industries were made by the system right these industries are industries that exist because fat people are taught to hate themselves and people who are not fat are taught to fear being fat which is why it's so important for us to note that fat phobia is in fact the root of so many eating disorders most eating disorders are are literally based in the fact that people don't want to be fat people are afraid of being fat because we all know how fat people are treated in society so eating disorders and fat phobia are things that need to be looked at as one in the same eating disorders are mental right but we all know that the social the social um the social environment we live in makes being fat seem like the worst thing that can happen the worst thing that you can be is fat right and that is why i think we see people who are not fat people who have dedicated their whole lives to not being fat always very upset when they see fat people not hate themselves for being fat because we are taught that fat people should hate themselves and when fat people don't hate themselves people realize that this idea that fat people are self-hating immoral morally bankrupt um miserable beings is just that an idea taught and fat people are considered to emulate this if you're fat you cannot be unapologetically fat you have to be fat and you have to hate yourself and you have to appease people by telling them that you're trying and you're trying to lose weight and you're doing everything and you don't eat and you this and you that um it's said that when you're fat and you have an eating disorder to be uh if you're fat to begin with and you have an eating disorder people congratulate you which is something that uh we all know that when you are fat and you get an eating disorder and you lose weight people will never ask you oh my goodness how did you put off so much weight well people will ask you how did you put off so much weight um so quickly but as a way to get advice and not as a way to be like are you okay eating disorders are also fat phobic it's not that people who have eating disorders are purposefully emulating fat phobia but the way eating disorders are treated is fat phobic right so when it comes to racism white women um the fear of the imagined i'm quoting now open quote the fear of the imagined fat black woman was created by radical religious ideologies that have been used to both degrade black women and discipline white women close quote that is from the book um uh fat phobia uh, fearing the the origins of fat phobia fearing the black body by sabrina strength as I, m- I mentioned in the beginning of the episode that is the book that i read for just um approaching this episode right 
Um, so being thin is used as a disciplinary method against white women, according to Sabrina Strength. And it means that you are taught that if you are not to be like the black woman, if you are to be like a proper woman, as we all know, womanhood has not included black women for centuries. And when it finally included women, very loosely finally included black women, um, this in itself, this fat phobia um, in the womanness is that if you are to be a proper woman, an actual woman, you will not be like the fat black woman who's not fully a woman, who's not really a woman. So I feel like that in itself is also something that we need to look at when we speak about fat phobia. That fat phobia is a largely racial issue. So what I just wanted to get through in this episode is that most of the things that we speak about when we speak about bodies and we speak about fat phobia and we speak about how this is not real or this is real is that fat phobia the origins of fat phobia are religion and racism and religion and racism are never too far apart right and also just the things that we think are exempt from speaking about fat phobia like um eating disorders and um yeah like eating disorders eating disorders are always considered exempt from chats of how these eating disorders are based in fat phobia because these people are victims right people who suffer from eating disorders are victims and they are trying to survive an eating disorder and if we get up now and say that well you're fat phobic it feels as if we are victim blaming these people but the truth of the matter is it is in fact fat phobic the queer community is, in fact, very rooted in fat phobia. These things that we, we try not to speak about because if we do, it's like we're attacking communities that are already marginalized, takes away from the fact that these marginalized communities have fat people in them, right? These communities already do have fat people who are suffering fat phobia under these communities. So the whole idea of the fat phobia files is that these ideas that I just touched upon in this episode will be properly discussed in coming episodes. We'll be talking about social media and fat phobia. We'll be talking about being queer and also facing fat phobia and the fat phobia that goes into the queer community and how this fat phobia is constantly perpetrated onto fat queer people and how fat queer people exist are supposed to exist in a bubble where we are not allowed to be as unapologetically queer as thin queer people i will be talking about fashion and fat phobia and um the last fat phobia uh episode will just be rounding up just the experience of fat phobia as we know it as fat people um so there's going to be about five fat phobia files they're going to drop in between other episodes if i'm not mistaken um because we do have a few other episodes that are coming. Um, yeah, it's very exciting. So I want to know what you feel about fat phobia and how you feel that you yourself perpetrate fat phobia on other people. People don't want to acknowledge the fact that they themselves are perpetrators of fat phobia. People want to think that they're exempt from being fat phobic when in reality they are not. So, 
that is the episode um yeah <laughs> it's just an introduction introductory episode into the fat phobia files i hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode um because the fat phobia files are going to be based on this and i am going to try and put in like actual data so that people cannot gaslight yeah that's why i touched on literal medical journals and literal books because people have been gaslighting fat people for ages and i just refuse to be gaslighted in something that is so important so i want to know what you are excited to hear about in these fat phobia files that are going to be spoken about please comment on the luluology twitter page which is luluology with two y's and you can also find luluology highlights on my instagram which is lulu underscore wendaba and yeah i'm lulu this was luluology and thank you for tuning in sonbona next week